You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. We have a packed agenda, multiple shows, Summer House premiered. Southern Charm wrapped. We're going to cover that as well. Let's start with Summer House, though, because summer is fun again. Summer is fun. I channel Kyle every time I say that. Oh, my gosh. Our favorite crew from New York are back and somewhat better than ever. Some more so than others. (laughs) Carl. Hot Carl. I'm worried about Carl. Carl. I'm worried about Carl. But I know I... I have to say, too, I mean, that house is insane. They definitely got an upgrade with the house. What I love about the house and why I think it's an upgrade and why I also think I'm going to enjoy the season so much, because it takes me back to the real world. They, that house is so big because all the producers and the cameramen got to live there, too. So I feel like they got a big-ass house so they can block out rooms to have like an editing room, which truly takes me back to the real world. I just wish they would have done the confessionals like the real world. You remember that? Like a set? Yeah, there was a the confessional house. room. Yeah, yeah that would have been house. That would have been honestly like a little bit – I would have enjoyed that extra little touch. But um, the one thing about this bomb house that I can't get past is that the kitchen's upstairs. It's a little weird. I think the whole, I mean, the, the pool looks really nice, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. It also is just weird because I just, I'm so used to the old house. So like even, even, even like as watching it, even though I know they're in a new house, I'll be like, wait a minute, why does it look different? Like you're just, my brain keeps programming back to the old house. So I think the more we watch it, the more some of the things aren't going to seem as weird, but I mean, it's gorgeous. It's a lot more updated and modern. I love that Lindsay was like, I've been to parties at this house and blacked out. Don't really remember much about it. But like said, like we have the best party house in the Hamptons and we can't throw a party. It's going to be weird. They can't go out. They can't have parties. I, I mean, this there's going to be a lot more sober drama than we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And I actually, like I said, like if you're fans of the real world and you watched it as like, like I stopped watching the real world, I think after <sighs> Vegas probably so way back when. But I, I just love that, like those interactions of like roommates, like people living each other, getting annoyed, like even them talking about, okay, I'm going to take out the trash. I'm, it just feels a lot more relatable for us. And then even watching them working from home, like there's been relatable things happening on Bravo and housewives. Some have done it a little better than others. 
maybe not so much, but this actually feels like, okay, the, the work from home, maybe not working from home with a bomb ass pool where I want to get shit faced, but the working from home aspect, I, I was like, I, get, I understand that. Yeah, I um, I think it's interesting too the way this new girl is being brought in. I mean, they knew she was like that she was coming. There was an extra room, you know. Like I don't think there's like, oh my gosh, Luke's bringing a girl. Uh, maybe they knew a, a new person was joining them. They just didn't understand the connection. But I think it's kind of funny that like, ironically, Luke and um, her tests like those are the only ones that are taking longer to process. So he comes in a day late. Like that's a little staged. I mean, it felt very Bachelor-esque. The late entrance. I mean, they might as well pulled up in a limo. And (laughs) Hannah should have been trying to give Luke a rose because that's what it felt like to me. I I, I was very, very Bachelor-esque. And then can we just talk about for a second, how can Luke get less hot? Like I didn't know it was possible for someone who's very attractive to become a little less attractive, but maybe it's that pubic hair beard. I don't know. He's lost some of his appeal. I just, he's not as hot as he once was. Something's off. Something's different. And maybe too, it's also, I feel like he's kind of playing both girls. Like he was texting them both at the same night. Like, I don't know. I just, I think he's getting kind of messy and sloppy and it's going to create obviously a lot of drama, but like, does he realize he can't leave the house and these girls are going to talk? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? He is truly the ultimate fuck boy. Like I, my jaw dropped, like Kyle and I were watching and he, when he said Sierra is beautiful on the inside and outside. And like, I forgot, he basically like the way he said that alluded to like Hannah Hannah. wasn't maybe beautiful on the outside. So that's that- what I was thinking. Cause Kevin was like, Oh, is she like a bitch? Cause he's kind of implying. Cause the way he said, uh, on the inside, like on the, she's beautiful outside and inside. He was like, Oh, is she a bitch? I'm like, no, I think it'd be more that she's not as hot. I have to admit. So after the reunion, which <laughs> the blow ass budget reunion, I did not expect that those two were actually talking those whatever s- several months. Did you? I was actually a little surprised by that. No, that he was like, we have talked every day. I was like, why? I mean, the way it ended and the way things went on the reunion, I don't know. why. maybe he just I mean, I think he's somebody that just enjoys conversation. Like, I honestly think he like texts and calls Hannah just because he wants to talk to her and he doesn't realize that like she's thinking it means more. And now she's looking at this as a challenge. She's a very competitive person. So her goal is to get him now to sleep with her because it seems like he's acting as if he's not going to. Yeah. Well, and I also think Hannah, I usually like Hannah when she's not being mm, about the giggly squad. But anyhow, but she on this episode, she has been trying a little too hard like the fact that her friends even called it out you're trying way too hard like even with the one-liners and everything I'm just like I feel like with Luke and to your point Abby I feel like she just wanted to be able to tell her friends I fucked a model you know like that's something she would put in her bio like I'm I mean like I don't I'm over Hannah though I really am over her I really don't think she's that funny and part of that is from the Bravo chat room I actually think she brings it down I think it could be better without her I am kind of sick of her little shtick like and I think she likes to say things for like shock value and to be kind of like raunchy like you said like she would say like oh I fucked a model and she'd put that on her bio Instagram like her Instagram bio because she thinks it's like 
edgy and cool like the call me daddy like I think she's trying to be like one of the call me like well now there's my one of them but the call me daddy girl like I just but she's not there I don't know she's bugging me I like I'm really already sick of Hannah and we just had episode one I know okay whose side are you are you team hubs or team Hannah hubs 100% I'm team hubs too I mean I well we're a little bit biased I know some people get mad when we say this we had Lindsay Hubs on our podcast. She was so nice, so sweet via DMs. Like, I'll say we've never had someone be mean to us or rude via DMs that is a Bravo celebrity. We have had people that leave us on read and just don't respond, don't say anything, don't engage. And like after like a while, they're like, okay, whatever. And I will say she always comments on her posts. Like I just, I really like her. So I'm going to err on her side anyway, but I also get why she didn't invite Hannah to the new year's Eve party. If you're going to talk shit about me on a podcast, why do you care that I'm not inviting you to a party? If you dislike me that much, you should be relieved. Uh, absolutely. I totally get her point. I, I, I totally get it. I thought it was funny um, on watch what happens live. Like Austin was like, yeah, I talked to her cause they happen to be really good friends. And He's like, yeah, I talked to her and uh, I mean, she's sticking to her story. Like you said some mean things. So, I mean, Hannah should take her own advice too. It's just like own it, own that you said some shitty things and you guys could move on from it. But I just, I mean, this season with Sierra, what's your first impression of Sierra? She's beautiful, stunning. When she started telling everyone she's a nurse, I was a little confused because the pandemic was still going on in the summer and I mean, she's like, I'm a traveling nurse. Well, the traveling nurses were like, they were also in just as high as, as much of high demand. There were a lot of people that were going to New York City that were like not traveling nurses to help where it was like at its peak. So I was just really shocked that like she's going to go do the show as a nurse and a frontline worker. And not that she doesn't deserve a break or anything like that. It's just a lot of the people I know who are nurses have said that like, if they didn't feel like their community needed them, they'd be in New York City and they'd be helping. And I know nurses that did it, that like went and worked in New York City. And so I'm just shocked. Like she's the only frontline worker I know is like, yeah, I'm going to, the the pandemic's too much for me. I'm taking a break. I They probably all need it a hundred percent, but I think people get into healthcare because you want to help. I was a little confused why she was on the show and not at a hospital. Yeah. My big red flag was Sierra and I want to love Sierra, especially being the first black woman on Summer House and not saying that should be the only reason why I love her, but you know, you want to root for, I want to root for my woman of color. Yeah. Representation matters. You want her to be well received. Yeah. But I will say my big red flag immediately, I'm not a fan of girls usually who say they're not a girl's girl. I... First of all, what, like, I, I get it. Like a girl's girl means like you get along well with girls and you have friends with girls, but just because you're not a girl's girl doesn't mean you're a guy's girl. You're just kind of probably like a bitch. So like, I agree. I don't like when people say that. I also think it like makes it like, oh, it's cool. I'm not a girl's girl. I don't like girls. It's like, all right, well, I feel like we need a little bit more of like women bringing each other up versus tearing each other down. So like, yeah, I comment like that. It's like, ugh. I'm also just very much a girl's girl, and I think you too. You are too. Like we have, you know, we were in sororities. We have tons of close girlfriends. Like our friends, our girl friendships are mean a lot to us. So I'm always just skeptical of really anyone on either gender when they don't have a lot of friends of their, um, yeah. sex, I guess. Yeah, and I will also say, I mean, I'm a girl's girl, but I also, I mean, I grew up a huge tomboy, and I have a lot of good like guy friends. Like I think it's possible to be both. Like I love sports. Um, which you can be very feminine in sports too. But like, I just think that like, I can get along really well with guys, but I would never say like, oh, I'm not a girl's girl. I don't know. I just, 
I'm glad you brought that up. It bugs me that you said that. That being said, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how all the personalities end up meshing together. And I, I mean, Kyle did a really good job of pointing out some of us have a lot of work um, where we have to be on phones all day. And some of us have a lot more flexibility and they pan to Hannah and Paige who are laying by the pool because Paige is like an Instagram influencer and Hannah's a podcaster. So, but I think that's going to get interesting because, you know, we know as being podcasts, I'm sure you can all imagine if someone's being loud and you're trying to record, it's not that easy to just edit that out. Like, I feel like I can see her being like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Like she's, yeah, she's going to have to like go in a bathroom and like put pillows all over the walls and yeah, no, absolutely. Um, It's it's going to be be good though. It's going to be like a good angle. Honestly, I would welcome them doing it. Like having them record like six weeks straight versus, you know, however a month coming in every weekend. I kind of like that approach for summer house. Like, the only, forward anyways. Yeah. The only thing I will be like, so ready for it to get back to, I mean, the parties, I know they're going to still throw it just their group, but it was fun. Like, and the going out and who came home and who was the shacker, like that is the stuff I will miss. So once it's safe to do so, it'll be nice to have that back on summer house. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but we got hot Carl. Yeah, I I will say, okay, I said I'm worried about Carl. I believe he remains sober the entire time, which is unbelievable. He looks so good. I like very proud of him. I just worry somebody who seemingly can get anxious pretty quickly in like in situations. And then also um, those who are struggling with addiction. I just don't know if being around people who drink a lot is going to be like, I'm just like, Oh, please don't let this be like an issue for him. I know. I hope, but I mean, yeah, I hope if he struggles, hopefully he knows it and recognizes it and he asks for help. Yes. Um, all right. Southern charm real quick. I mean, hot takes. Um, my hot takes on Southern charm. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. Craig was shit faced, like beyond. I want to be Craig level drunk post pandemic, child free, like zero fucks given, maybe get a little aggressive here and there. Yeah. I mean, I tend to get sometimes get aggressive. You've seen me. I know. He looked terrible. I He looked like he was like, okay. All right. All right, all right, all right. I just mean in the sense of like just really gone after it, really. I want to be Pringle drunk. I just want to be like chilling. You knew he was drunk. He was just hanging out. If somebody pushed a button, he kind of got heated up and then just calmed right back down. Like that's my perfect level drunk. Like I'm having fun. I'm hanging out. I'm watching. I mean, part one, I was like, okay, I I would be Craig drunk. Part two, I'm like, Craig, you need a shower. No, you need to I go know. to bed. I know you need some liquids. <laughs> I just mean I like want a night out that bad that I'm willing to like get there. But it was a while, and you know this reunion has redeemed the entire season of Southern Charm. I was in a roller coaster ride. I was on the edge of my seats with all the comments thrown out. I feel like even towards the end when they t- discuss like race and Black Lives Matter, like I just felt like it was actually like a really good conversation. And it, I, it's something I wouldn't have expected when you have Madison saying, calling Craig a crackhead. And then you, at the end, yeah. everyone's like, I'm, you know, Catherine's admitting she's wrong. But I, I think like, I don't know. What are your hot takes? I, okay. So here are the, my, 
my first hot, like my thoughts, my hot takes. My first thought was how much is Patricia paying Madison to do her hair that her salary is more than what Austin makes in a year. Uh, Craig, so hammered. I can't even like, we can't even put any validity into what he said because he was just so drunk, got so mad for no reason. Uh, I will say I, I liked Pringle. I think we got to see a little bit more of him. He could like kind of like maybe might be back on the show. I felt like he didn't add a ton when he was on it, but I, I, I see why people like him now. I do too, uh, which is weird. That normally doesn't happen in a reunion. Isn't that kind of weird? No. Yeah. It's like usually if someone's kind of a dud, they like get cut out of the reunion and they actually kind of like, like, like gave them like a pretty Eliza. good start. <laughs> yeah. Eliza who like wasn't even there or even think about like, I don't think Emily had a very strong season on OC this year, but partly because she had COVID. Uh, she was, I mean, she did not have a moment where it was really just Andy asking her a lot of questions for the reunion. I think if you have a, a weak season, they kind of just cut you out of the reunion and somehow he was given like a redemption thing. So I think that maybe there was more to him that they like are trying to get out. I don't know, maybe kind of like him. I also think there's a lot more to why he left California that he just doesn't want to say either because it's, he's still processing it or, I mean, he has children and I respect that he, he's very careful of that, but I think there's more to that story. I also am glad he put like checked Craig in his place because yeah, Craig was a dick for saying that. I'm sorry. Don't talk about people's kids. Like, just don't. You know, like people will go to bat for their kids. Like you and I both. Like you immediately yeah. turn into like protective mode, and it's like don't judge because you truly don't know what you do unless you're in that person's shoes or situation. It's also it's so easy to say like I would never leave my kids, and we don't really know. Like you said, there's probably more to the story and. I, what gives me reassurance that there's pure good intentions and that he is a good father is that he has, he's on such good terms with his ex. Yeah. Well, and he like, like was saying how hard it is, you know? And like she said, it makes me want to cry. He's like, it makes me want to cry. Like, I don't think either one of them wanted to be divorced single parents, but that's the role they're in. I will say, and when you said like to use Lindsay hubs, like when you activate a parent or you come after a parent, you will activate all the other parents in the room immediately who jumps to his side. Madison and Catherine. And I don't think it's because they have a crush on him or anything like that. But I like how Catherine's like, sometimes you you need a break. And Madison's like, yeah, you can be a better parent when you like are able to like walk away for a little bit. Like I just really appreciated that that they came to his his defense. Uh the other thing that I loved is that Madison like listed out all the plastic surgery she had. And it wasn't in like a boastful, like, oh, I'm so rich. I did all this stuff to myself. I think in my thoughts is she did this because she knows she looks great. Like she looks so good, but she also knows that like, you know, she worked out, she's still working out eating really healthy, but she also had a little bit of help. And I think for other women out there, particularly moms to think like, okay, when my kids ate, I'm supposed to look like Madison. Like you have to keep in mind, she had a tummy tuck. She had her boot. Like she had lipo. Like she looks awesome. She looks amazing. She, and I like that she owns it. She didn't shy away from, Oh, I'm I just glad had a, she, like Botox, you know? Did you know that's what it's actually called is a mommy makeover? Like I actually yeah, had a conversation the- with my friend about it and like Googled a uh, plastic surgeon in the Kansas City area and it's like on their menu. It's called mommy makeover and it's all these things. It's pretty common with plastic surgeon people. Like you – yeah, it's like the – well, you think about all the things that happen to you after you have a kid and like, you know, your stomach – stretches out not everything like you know you might have loose skin and stuff like that um so yeah it's like the tummy tuck the boobs because breastfeeding will take that away um 
And then a little bit of lipo. I would get a body makeover when I'm done having kids. Well, shoot. I mean, I'm like right now, my boobs have deflated so much. I'm like, <laughs> I miss them. I've uh, like already like I was engaged to Kevin and I was like, I just want you to know after we're done having kids, I'm getting a boob job. Like I've been very like forward with that. I've made enough comments where I could see myself actually falling through on it, but I have to like sit with it a little bit more. But yeah, I love that Madison owned it. I think that's honestly refreshing. Yeah. I mean, look at Ramona. She's claiming she still uses Ageless, which no one believes. And then one other thing I want to touch on too. I, I loved Leva and I loved that they gave her a moment, but I really liked that what what Austin said to her was that, you know, he reached out because there were riots in Charleston and said, you know, I hope all your places are okay. And I like that she said a window can be replaced, but a life can't. Like, I think that's a really good perspective to have. And it's real, probably a very hard one to have because that window still costs her a lot of money. And it was during a pandemic where, you know, things were tight in the restaurant business. But I really, I just, I really like appreciated that mindset. I just thought it was a very nice conversation. And I feel like everything between Catherine and Leva, I just thought it was good. Like I thought it was like, I think if anything, people can realize that we can, you can have conversations. You're not going to be automatically canceled. I honestly truly believe that Catherine had pure intentions after seeing it all fully through and even watching her in the reunion. I do think her intentions, like she has good intentions in her heart. Yeah, I agree. Uh, We can't not talk about before we move on, but Madison and off like the final fight. What's your takeaway from you are a monster. You're a monster. And I can't even look at you. The infinity. What did Andy call the infinity circle of toxicity? And then reading the text messages from Jay Cutler. That was amazing. I like that. She just like handed Andy her phone and Andy's face lit up. I, um, I don't like a lot of people like she's like you're such a great actor and some people are like I can't I don't know if that was true with Austin I don't think he would like he legit cried I don't think he would have cried if it wasn't an issue oh I don't eat I have to be honest I did not see that coming like that like <laughs> yeah I, watching if you would have told me that Austin was going to be crying I would have been like yeah right I did not expect those waterworks to come yeah I, I like and I mean some of it could have been got it you got it bad (laughs) yeah I mean some of it might have been alcohol induced definitely but he I mean I think there's deep hurt and I mean even what Catherine said to him like when she was like I can see you're coming from a place of pain and I've been there and it's hard I was like oh shit like I mean for her to see it and pick up on it and say something then like it was even worse than what we saw on tv and that last thing I'll say about Madison in particularly say what you want about her and I feel like this is something that I want to talk about in the Bravo universe I think it's fair to have multiple feelings about people like you can think someone's equally a bad person but also amazing television Um, or you can also think they might be maybe a good person I think Madison's clapbacks were incredible I enjoy her for her drama do I think she's a good person Um, I'm gonna say maybe not do I think she's a good mom? Yes. But I <laughs> I just think uh, – I think it's funny the debates we get in as Bravo fans because it feels like you have to be one way or in another. But I would really like someone to try to tell me that Madison did not put on quite the performance and held, held her own. She definitely held her own for sure. Uh, all right. Salt Lake City. I have to say this. Like I'm like this was the finale. I don't know. Like I did – it was – to me it was subpar. 
thought it was good. I mean, they gave us a really solid first season. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I mean, we saw this is the walls came crashing down on Jen Shaw. Truly, she. I mean, I don't know how you can't see what you did to Heather, and that to me is someone whose head's in their ass too much. I did think Lisa Barlow gives me truly. I know she's a CEO, but like I <laughs> see women in my own company when they have like businessy conversations and. Lisa Barlow, I feel like, is trying to, like, talk to Jen Shaw, not as a friend, but almost like an employee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I mean, I I just I just think Jen, if any, if she takes anything away from being on Housewives, that she just needs to be accountable. And it's OK to be wrong. Like, it's OK. Yeah, to she be won't wrong. admit fault. That's my biggest issue. She doesn't admit fault. It's like she can't see it in any other. Like, she still was like, but Heather, do you understand that you weren't there for me. And it's like, actually, Heather was more there for you than anyone else because she came to your room that morning to say, hey, I just want you to know how bad that looked last night and how like you are the one that's in the wrong and everyone thinks you're in the wrong. Instead of like, just like not checking in on it. Like I, to me, I was like, you are looking at somebody. It's like the only way you can be friends with Jen Shaw is if you adore her and think she's perfect. And I think that's what's so frustrating with people like her is that, those are typically the people that make the most mistakes. And so you can't say anything to them because they get upset. And it's like, well, that's not really a friendship I would want to have. Or like, I can't let you know, like, that was pretty bad. Or, I mean, even you and I, sometimes we'll talk about like disagreements we've had with other friends or with our husbands. And we'll be like, okay, but I kind of see his point, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, well, that's good to hear. Not like, fuck you. You're not my friend. It's like, I as adults, we have to be able to have open oh, conversations. Absolutely. Like I need, you know, I'm glad I have you and my other close girlfriends to like check me and keep me in place because especially during a pandemic when you're not seeing people as much, but it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens to Jen. Side note, if you do want to get our hot take on what either one of us thinks about Jen Shaw, please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. You can join for um, as little as $3 a month. And you can get join, listen to one of our segments and get our thoughts on if we think she should come back. But I did one thing I enjoyed about the episode. I thought it was really ballsy of Seth to tell Meredith to just own everything about their relationship that they did yeah. with other people. I thought it was yeah. really, that we was like dated really other people, just own it, put it all out there. I mean, I thought it was good, like, but they both were kind of like, I, to me, this is why I'm like, okay, maybe they are going to make it and they're doing okay. Because to me, it wasn't like, that's none of anyone's business. They don't need to know that you saw somebody else or that you were dating someone else. Like the fact that they just both were open, like to talk about, he's like, yeah, tell them we don't care. We're in a better place. And we've worked hard to be where we're at. I'm like, yeah, go Seth. I I really liked it. Uh, You know, a la Lisa Rana, he owned it, baby. I just really, really liked it. I don't know that I liked Meredith's full, like, whole high fashion look, but I honestly love that she fully committed to it and was really into it. It looked like it might have been slightly painful because when she took her, I, I love that Lisa Barlow was like, can you take that thing off? And then like her face was kind of like pink. <laughs> it's like that thing either is hot or it's like rubbing on her skin. What was crazy. We had so many people DM us. Did this happen at the like start of the you know, pandemic? And she was just like, cut, like one of the first to adapt a mask. This was way before the pandemic happened. So, I mean, it is kind of foreshadowing. It is. I mean, she she was ahead of the game. I mean, she probably has a bedazzled 
mask that covers her, you know, half her face like that. Well, we'll see on the reunion. I mean, they're going to have to have like, I think it's fun to see what masks people wear. I don't know why, because I think it's, I know why it's such an everyday thing that all of us have to have masks, but I think certain people try like, or, you know, have tried to have the fancy ones or try to have like cute ones or high fashion ones. I mean, I look about like the women of New York, you know, what they were wearing. And so I'm like really curious to see what type of mask Meredith Marks is going to have at the reunion. Oh my God. Words we never thought we'd be saying. I know. I can't wait to see your mask. <laughs> uh, what, what, well, speaking of uh, masks and things that, you know, you wear to cover up things, uh, what panty would you have wanted from the panty game? Not okay, Stephanie's, I'm game, guessing. That game is weird. I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's kind of a weird game. I could see it maybe working like at a bachelorette party, like funny. I was just going to say, I've done bring it at under, a bachelorette party. Like if you do it at a bachelorette party, and usually I feel like that's like, but, you know, grown women, really? I mean, not that you're not grown at a bachelorette party, but you know what I mean. Like, I, You're not like grown, grown. Yeah. I. Well, the point of a bachelorette party is to be, and I guess you could argue that's part of like a birthday party too. It's just to be a little like have fun, not be filtered. And like, I think for the bachelorette party though, like typically you're buying lingerie. So it's kind of fun to like guess, Oh, who brought you what, you know, but for like, yeah, for a birthday. And like, I don't know, Stephanie's like, I know she's trying to be funny and it's Stephanie, but I was like, okay, I, I don't need to see like a poop mark that you drew and, and the hair. No, I don't know. No, I, it's like, yeah, I, I just, Why I did you really into it. What do you think about the overall like trip? I mean, it it seemed like there were like I kind of liked what Brandy said. It seemed like it quickly became not about her birthday. Yeah, no, it didn't. I mean, it got really intense over Tiffany and Carrie there for a minute. I mean, really Carrie and Deandra, and then Tiffany got involved about you know she's working and it turned into Carrie being like, well, I mean, just because she works as a doctor doesn't mean, you know, I'm less important and don't have anything going on. And then all of a sudden Carrie drops the bomb about Olivia and her depression. And then, oh my gosh, I, I just, I just couldn't. I, 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 to me, Carrie is someone who's in pain and is going off at anyone and going off at people who's a easy target. And I think she's like protective mama mode and just like going off and being completely irrational. I thought Tiffany's clap back to Carrie in terms of, oh, I'm Mexican or whatever Carrie had said to her. She's like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) You can't can't be like, (laughs) I'm Mexican. I don't know what you mean. Like, no, that doesn't work like that. Yeah. I... (laughs) I think she tries to use that card whenever she can, which like, you know, I on guess you can't you're like, falter. Yeah, yeah, I guess on one hand you can't falter, but no, Carrie, damn it, no. Like, like oh, oh, like you were supposed to like pick up your kids from school. I'm Mexican. I forgot. It's like, no, <laughs> no, I don't think that's how that works, <laughs> but okay. No, I, mean, like, I feel like Dominicans would be like, oh, well, this is real, all like Latinos, but they would be like, oh, I'm five hours late. I'm Latino. <laughs> I mean, like, I would say that's we were warned about that um prior to your wedding because like it's island time. I like saw your dad just casually like walking the a property that we were on for your like our the resort we were at for your wedding and your venue was somewhere else. <laughs> like I feel like it was pretty close to when all of us were leaving. And I remember we were like, uh Mr. Rizzy, shouldn't you shouldn't be you be there? Like yeah, like, but- oh no worries like he was just so cold like 
you know, most of us like American, I feel like we're very type, not type, not all of us are type type, but very wound tight. And it's like, oh my God, it can't be late. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, ah, no, but it's a beautiful day. And my daughter's getting married. I don't, I loved it. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very true. We didn't have pickle juice and vodka shots, thankfully at my wedding, because that would make me throw up. Have you ever done that? Uh, I have not, I, I'm weird about shots anyway. Um, but I've seen people do it. It's not unheard of. I always thought it was pickle juice and tequila for some reason, which I don't know why to me that makes it sound a little bit better. Maybe it's something like, I feel like it's tequila. You put lime, like the acid and maybe like the acidity from the pickle juice would like mix with it better. I that don't would, know. That would make me throw up. And then I don't know what Brandy was doing on the table. Like what, what was she teaching them? <laughs> I, it was, I think she just oh, wanted weird. to like get them yeah. to stop fighting. She's like, I'm just going to do this weird dance. I love that Tiffany was like, I was a figure skater. We didn't dance like this. Yeah. <laughs> wait, oh wait. I, you made a note of this too. And I was like, whoa, that was like kind of glazed over. DeAndre was a cokehead? Yeah, DeAndre was a cokehead. So towards the end, you know, they're having dinner and Tiffany and – is it Kim? Her name, Kim, the redhead. Yeah, yeah. the redhead. I think yeah. so. I don't know. She I really does, like her though. She a comment about like how she's not, she shouldn't be drinking because she'd get arrested. And then it opens up about her addiction. And then Deandra just slowly, casually mentions the fact that she um, was a cokehead in her 20s. Like how in the, all the seasons of Dallas does that not come up? Like just in, if anything, just to learn more about Deandra. Yeah, I exactly. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I just feel like, and she just, it was like so nonchalant. I was like, was this something we missed? And maybe it was, maybe because yeah, like, right. we haven't watched, but like, it just felt like, oh, I should have known this already, I guess. Yes. And I want to do a poll on this last thing about Dallas, Abby. I want to know, would you still blow out candles on a cake? No, I think that's done. I, like I that to be honest, did that, that, that's sad. That's yeah. like my first thought. Now I'm like, I'm like, Brandy, really? I don't care if you're negative or not. I just think I would maybe do it on my slice and like have everyone yeah. else do it. Well, that's because it's like, I was thinking the same thing. And I was like, how are people going to blow out candles? And that's the one thing I thought of, like, it might not be 12 candles, but you might just do like one candle on your slice and you blow it out. But I think blowing out candles is, I mean, it is kind of gross when you think about it. Cause there's no way you don't get your spit all over the cake. No, not at all. So we'll do a poll and see, like, after, yeah. you know, living in a pandemic, will you still blow out candles? Let's also do a poll to see how many people are sick of murder mysteries uh, at Bravo-related events. I'm so sick of it. We've I, we've had way too many of these. <laughs> way too many. Way too many. Like, I'm well, trying to also, think of something else like- you could do instead of that. I, I mean, I... I don't think that women even needed any sort of game. No, they didn't want to. It felt like half of them didn't even care. And then all of a sudden it was like, they were, I, do they really even get that many clues? And they're like, it was him. And then he took off and that was the end of it. I was like, I think I have a feeling that like everyone's like, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. We're done with it. Like there were a few that were actually trying, but most of them wanted nothing to do with it. Well, and especially like being mindful with, you know, the detectives coming in with guns. And even though it was playful, that that, (laughs) Portia, like poor Portia, like immediately jumped behind the couch. So I'm glad that they, I mean, obviously it was for humor and the guys were wise enough to be like, "Ah," like started singing. Yeah. It was very tone deaf. I mean, she even asked them beforehand, like, oh, like it's very obvious the guns are fake. 
a gun could literally be colored bright pink and say Barbie on it. And I would still be like, I'm going to take it a little seriously. There's just something about somebody walking in that is a person of authority, potentially carrying a gun that is terrifying. And then that's me as a white woman. Like I get like, and I know that Kenya was aware of it. I just think of like, why don't they come in and do something else? Yeah. I mean, even use their hands as guns. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, oh, here we are. Yeah. Like, I just was like, Ooh, like it could have, that could have been really bad. Uh, yeah. I also though feel like Kenya has to be the world's worst host. Oh she, my God. <sighs> the food thing. I, there is no excuse. All she has to do is say, Hey, I'm ordering. Does anybody else want anything? I don't understand that logic. I will say, let me pivot to one thing she did get right. She got Rodney Scott. Okay. And if any of you guys love Chef's Table and Netflix, watch his episode because he is phenomenal. I was appalled at some of the women. Like, I'm like, you're in the presence of Rodney Scott, James Beard Award. And you guys are like, oh, I don't know if I want to eat this pork. I'm like, eat the damn pork. <laughs> you need to know yeah. Rodney's story. He's done. Oh, it's such a. It's, anyways, she got that part right. Bravo got that right. I kind of wish they would have amped up the fact that he's a big deal and maybe he's just a humble guy. But Portia's the worst. Or no, Portia. Kenya's the worst, worst host ever. Candy's Why did she even want to host this? I mean, Candy ends up taking over. But like, I get like, she okay, she flew private because of her daughter. I get it would cost a lot to put everyone on private, but maybe you could have asked like if other people wanted to, or like, there's other ways you could have done it, or maybe not have gotten there so much earlier than everybody else. Still, you could have picked the rooms and assigned it. That's part of being like the host. But yeah, like not, not like checking to see if anybody else wanted to order food. And then we see in a preview that she is like, I'm going to, I'm going to bed because Brooklyn's tired. It's like, well, you brought your nanny. And I just, I see Candy's point. It's like, why did you come on this trip then? Maybe you should have just stayed home. Yeah, no. I mean, I was dying at Candy's confessional and you know, you don't you mess with everything else, but when you come for Candy and her food, she's like, yeah. fuck you. She but, just sat there and was like eating half her fries. I'm like, good for you, Candy. You eat those fries. Yes. I mean, if girls are drunk eating, no one ever like doesn't matter if there's a fridge full of food. Like if I'm getting away from my kids, the last thing I want to do is like get up and make myself something. Because you're constantly no. doing that for someone else. You want it to right. just be easy. And they were clearly drunk. At least could have had like some Doritos or something for them. Yeah, I just, I was like, ugh, not, not a great uh, host. I did love though, I, I love both sides of this. I loved that LaToya brought a wig to throw shade at Drew. And I love that Drew heard about it and signed her headshots for LaToya saying that she's her number one fan. I, I mean, that to me was like, this is why I love Atlanta. She handled that like a pro. Like, I I mean, again, I enjoy if Ralph's not around and if Drew truly just decides to leave Ralph, I just enjoy Drew so much more on her own. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, and that, I mean, so we just covered how many shows was that? Summer House, Southern Charm. Salt Lake City, Dallas, Atlanta, five shows. Um, we went a little over, but there is your Bravo recap in 40 minutes or less. Uh, we'll be back to 30 minutes once uh, Southern Charm, well, now that Southern Charm's over. Um, but th- with that being said, we wanted to give our shout out of the week to Summer House, I think just for being back. I know there's some mixed feelings about it, but overall, it's fun. It's light. It. I'm excited it's back. I'm particularly excited to watch the drama play out. And I feel like Southern Charm didn't give us a great season now, but they gave us a great reunion, but now it's over. 
Salt Lake City's over. It's like we need we need more Bravo content. There's more on the way, but I'm just really glad Summer House is back. I'm glad Summer House is back too. I'm excited to kind of just see how Lindsay and Luke, like what happens there. Like I'm just very excited to see what they deliver because they always, always do. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to continue to support us, which so many of you have recently, don't miss out on the fun. Join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. You can join for as little as three, two, or five dollars a month. We have so much extra content that we're pushing out there for you guys, and we are spilling some tea. So as we receive it, we'll definitely let you guys know and tease it here. But that's the place where we're gonna really, really, really leave you wanting more. Um, and then leave us a five-star review and a five-star rating. Um, I'm sorry, a rating, five-star rating and a written review while you're at it because it helps us get amazing bookings and it, your support truly means a lot to us. It humbles us every week and it just helps us to continue grow and do more fun things that we love and we get to share it with you. So thank you. And we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.